Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, this is, man, we're coming from the dark ages. So today we're going to talk how to use inflammation to heal. Uh, and I know this is kind of a tough subject because people, and this is every health food not on the planet, they're saying, oh my God, inflammation is so bad. It's that inflammatory process. Well, this is how your body actually works. Now, we're going to have, because um, this is one of the videos that the YouTube deleted, uh, because we do talk about um, medical procedures that can create inflammation, and some of those medical procedures you can't talk about now because we have the Nazis taken over. Now, we st- had to start another YouTube channel. We still have the Dr. BVIP, but we're now on Tuesday, True Health Tuesdays. Um, with Dr. B. It's called True Health Tuesdays, so please get over there. We're trying to build that up, but eventually they're going to wipe that out. So go to the Dr. B VIP. Those of you that are supporting us, God bless you. Thank you. Okay, but it's drbvip.com. 30 bucks a year or 2.97 a month. Um, we're also on Rumble and everywhere else. We're trying to keep this information from not getting censored. And also, Extreme Health Academy. I'm on there doing stuff just about every week, um, but we've got another couple of weeks, and then we have another two-hour webinar. That'll be fun. So let's look at inflammatory diseases. Then we get all that stuff out of the way. So what kind of things? Now, did you know Alzheimer's, autism, asthma, depression, strokes, aging is an inflammatory disease, cardiovascular disease, um, all of these things. So what is inflammation? Well, inflammation, and this is what you learn in doctor school, and we actually have an apprenticeship program, and this is kind of fun. It's the last Thursday of every month. Um, We're teaching how to how to teach you to be your own doctor and so you can help others um, now so in doctor school we talk about the four aspects of inflammation rubor dolor calor and tumor tumor means swelling calorous heat redness and pain now this is acute inflammation the difference between acute and chronic acute inflammation is amazing you cut yourself, you scratch yourself, there's inflammation, and that initiates the healing process. Chronic inflammation is somebody, and remember, you cannot have inflammation unless you've had tissue damage. So when you hear inflammatory bowel or, or in itis, any kind of itis, tendonitis, bursitis, all of that is inflammatory processes. So if you look at it different, okay, like how to make it heal, okay, and, and what's the tissue damage? Now, a couple of basic terms you got to learn. pH, and you've always heard the term pH. You know, low pH is acidic, high pH is, is more alkaline, and so there's all these this push for high alkaline or high pH level beverages. Well, it's, that's just the less levels of acid base. Now, oxidation is also has rust or breakdown of tissue, but this is also oxidative. Oxidative metabolic process is what your body goes through to build and to tear down tissues. Now, metabolism is both a buildup and breakdown. Catabolism is a breakdown. Anabolism is a buildup. 
and phytonutrients. Now, phytonutrients are completely different. Now, these are where plants get their colors. And what makes a blueberry blue, tomato yellow or red, carrots yellow, red, purple. Okay, they're phytonutrients. Now, plants have been exposed to viruses, pathogens, cancers, funguses, molds, yeast. And all of these plants have developed ways to fight and protect themselves, and that's why they're called phytonutrients. It's actually the different colors that a plant will develop in order to survive. Now, what's neat is when you take these colors in, or these phytonutrients in, your body starts to utilize that. And so the theory is that since a plant has achieved this to beat cancer, that you could you know, help your cancer-fighting properties by you consuming the plant. And this is why, like, turmeric has anti-fighting cancer properties, cilantro, okay, you know, most plant products do. Now, how does your body balance um, pH? Well, you've got four things, respiration, perspiration, urination. Okay, now mineral depletion and nutrient depletion can also negatively affect how you balance pH. So does that mean like sedentary lifestyles or dehydration? All of these can cause a negative effect on how your body balances the pH? Absolutely. And pH is hugely important because you have um, a very, very narrow range of 7.35 to 7.45 as, as a standard pH. Now, that's the blood, but you've got pHs in the stomach that are super acidic. And this is important because your body is going to utilize respiration, perspiration, urination. I mean, if you figure um, diarrhea or if you figure throwing up, you're getting rid of that acid. You're alkalinizing the system. Now, um, the big thing is what damages cells. So if inflammation is actually a repair of tissue and your tissue is, um, is made of cells, so fantastic. Inflammation is how the body repairs. Now, inflammation is a healing process of the body that literally the body doesn't do anything halfway. It's going to break down those cells so that the body can regenerate it. it the problem is it creates free radicals. Now, creating a free radical means that cell will want to attach to another cell, or free radicals can damage healthy cells. Now, antioxidants deactivate those free radicals. So when you hear that some things have natural anti-inflammatory properties, it literally means that those substances can deactivate those free radicals. And this is in every plant product. Okay, you're talking vitamin C, um, green smoothies, um, berries, peppers. I mean, every plant product has um, antioxidants that deactivate those free radicals. So what kind of things damage cells? Well, poor diet, drugs, pollution, uh, injury, natural aging is part of it, stress. And there's an injectable medical procedure um, that we can't talk about because it's been censored. Um, now, fibromyalgia, and this is according to the Journal of Rheumatology International, is an oxidative stress disorder. And you might say, wait, wait a second. Oxidation is not a breakdown of tissue? Yeah, absolutely. 
So in, let me read this quote. In conclusion, oxidant-antioxidant balances were changed in fibromyalgia. Increased free radical levels may be responsible for the development of fibromyalgia. These findings may support the hypothesis of fibromyalgia as an oxidative disorder. Okay, now, now hopefully you're sitting down because this will knock your socks off. Fibromyalgia, they don't know what causes it. Um, the third book I wrote was how to correct fibromyalgia. Okay, when I say they, I mean the medical system, the medical cartel that's pharmaceutically trained. It's a miserable. I mean, there's all these symptoms of fatigue and joint pain and everything else. It's horrible. And what I'm saying is that pain and inflammation is a healing process of the body. And sure enough, fibromyalgia, oxidative stress disorder. So what is this? Why would aging be in there? Well, look at your body. I mean, your body is in a constant state of breaking down and building up. If you break down faster than you build up, okay, that's called disease. If you build faster than you break down, that's called health. And this is why when we're talking about breaking down and building up, it literally happens every day. And you might say, well, well, hey, you know, I mean, I brushed my teeth really good yesterday. Do I have to worry about brushing my teeth the next day? Absolutely you do. And that's why every day you're going to be looking at inflammatory processes and how to build your body healthy. It's actually kind of exciting because this is what you're going to be doing every day. This means that you are going to be taking um, uh, healthy products so your body can, can restore. But now let's see how this actually works. So imagine if you're walking along and you get stuck by something. No, I'm not talking about the forced medical procedure without informed consent that we can't talk about. I'm talking a splinter or a sticker or something. Well, that's literally going to break cells. Breaking cells release histamines. And this is inflammatory cytokines. Cytokines are cells. Okay, cyto means cell. And inflammatory means that these guys respond to this. Because when, when you break cells, the, the body goes through an amazing process where first it increases blood pressure to rush these macrophages, these mast cells, um, everything to the area, to wall off the area. Then it constricts. And these cells go in and um, destroy up, chew up any abnormally placed blood proteins. That's why bruises go away. But they also attack any pathogens. And the dead pathogens and the bed, dead white cells that you have um, can be coalesced into like a pimple, like pus. So that's literally your warriors going to battle for you. And then once that um, the battle is over, blood vessels are restored. That's called angiogenesis. And if you're stabbed in a, in a, on a consistent basis, then the body, or irritated in a, on a uh, regular basis, then your body is literally going to start to build scar tissue. This is why anytime, if you've ever broken a bone, uh, the body doesn't build bone back regular. It builds it back stronger. So we'll even see on x-ray um, old fractures, and it's literally built up super bone. And that's the same thing with skin. I mean, if, if you've swung a hammer for a bunch of years, you know that you're going to have thicker, tougher, more callous skin. And, and that's the body's response to that tissue damage and tissue repair. 
Now, look at your immune system because inflammation is hugely important. We're going to break down the entire immune system response to two different responses, one, Th1 and Th2. Now, Th1 response is a normal reaction to any pathogen. Now, this could be chemical assault, food, toxins, anything. Now, this is what you get from your ancestors. Now, Th1 response is healthy and robust by your gut flora. So if you've got, and this is why we say 80 to 90% of your immune system is in your gut, if you have healthy gut, you're going to have a healthy pathogenic response. Now, this is long-term. It has both humoral and cellular responses. I mean, it's amazing. Now, a Th2 response is something just acute. So, so like if you're exposed to long-term pathogens or chemicals or, or something, you want to develop a long-term response on that because you may come across that in the future. This is why typically if somebody gets chickenpox once, they're not going to get chickenpox again um, because hopefully they're going to get reinfected the rest of their life. And if you take an injectable medical procedure that can be done without informed consent that we can't mention here, um, let's say you're getting the shingles injectable medical procedure, um, there's an increase in shingles. I mean, it's it's odd that 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 uh, injectable medical procedure can actually lead to certain diseases. So a Th2 response is initiated by a puncture wound. So the body needs an immediate response, and this is why there's no lifetime immunity. Um, you know, the inflammatory reaction, inflammatory cytokines, and this is why we see people that have had those procedures, an increase in allergies and intolerances, food intolerances. And if you look at our population, we now are the first generation of children who will not outlive their parents. That's right. We have the sickest generation. Now, if you figure... 54% of our children, this was back in 2007, though it's a heck of a lot bigger now, um, have a chronic illness or condition that they will not recover from. I mean, 20% of teens have a mental disorder. 18% of children have a developmental disorder. And so that's, that's 38% of our children have some type of brain disorder. Yeah, and we're going to be depending on them. I know what you're thinking. Um, isn't the Secretary of Finance uh, mentally disabled because, you know, you print trillions of dollars, shut down the economy, and then wonder what, where inflation came from? <laughs> we already know, Russia. Okay, so so our health of our kids is really, really bad. And this is out of an article out of uh, Academic Pediatrics, 2011. I mean, we're looking at one in 36 kids with autism, attention deficit disorder, asthma, allergies. Yeah, so we've got to change this. Now, last week we talked about Pharmageddon. I mean, it's literally the pharma, pharmaceutical apocalypse. Well, that's the same thing now. If we're talking about inflammation as a healing process, and and you need inflammation in order to regenerate the tissue. If you have poor inflammation, you age rapidly. So let's look at International Journal of Biochemistry and Cellular Biology. The title of the article, Acetaminophen Decreases Intracellular Glutathione Levels and Modulates Cytokine Production in Human Alveolar Macrophages. 
Um, so what this is, is impaired endogenous antioxidant defenses. So antioxidants, this is stuff that deactivates the free radicals. Endogenous means something that you produce. And defenses may have a role in pathogenesis of a number of inflammatory pulmonary diseases, such as asthma. That means that if you're taking acetaminophen, this is Tylenol, it can damage your lungs okay, and damage your brain. Um, oxidative stress, anything that depletes glutathione, and that's what acetaminophen does. Um, and this is celiac disease. So let's look at one of the most powerful antioxidants that you have. Now, since your body is always in a breakdown of buildup of process, um, and that's called oxidative metabolic processes, we need antioxidants all the time in order to make that process work correctly. Now, a master antioxidant is glutathione, and this protects the brain. Food sources, you're looking at raw dairy, um, healthy whey proteins, sulfur-rich compounds like um, garlic, onions, broccoli, kale, cabbage, cauliflower. I mean, this is amazing stuff. So, so in, in what you're going to do is eat it. I mean, you could take glutathione supplements, but when we look at Tylenol and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, um, decrease the cartilage production. It inhibits proteoglycan production. Now, so why? They're called non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, NSAIDs. Um, so they stop the inflammation process. Well, that makes sense because if you're using your joint, think of this, you're opening closing your hand, you're bending your elbow, you're moving your shoulder, you're walking with your knees, okay, you're creating compression and decompressive forces, you're actually damaging that tissue. And so this is why if you use a joint a lot, the joints get hot. That's inflammation. So the body's just going to keep rebuilding those joints. This is why bodies live to over 120 years. But if you take a chemical that decreases that inflammatory process, you're causing damage. You're literally causing damage. And it's interesting that the non steroidal anti-inflammatories, and this is Motrin, Advil, Aleve, I mean, ibuprofen, it's all over the place. They damage the kidneys, okay, literally kidney injury. And those kidneys are a blood filter. They can cause skin dis disorders, such as toxic epidermal necrolysis. I mean, that can actually be fatal. Um, we're looking at cardiovascular disease. In, quote, increased of serious cardiovascular thrombotic events, myocardial infarction, and stroke. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories increase all of those. Gastrointestinal events, um, that's with or without symptoms. I mean, this in patients treated with non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Why? Because look at this, bleeding, ulcerations, perforation of the stomach, perforations of the small intestine or large intestine. All of that is because that test and intestines are part of your repair process. But if there's any damage to the intestine, that damages your body's ability to regenerate. It's on this great article. Antacids increase dementia by 44%. So, you know, if you've got anyone, and I'm talking the 35-year-old guy who's eaten off of the coffee trucks and he's taken the Tums or Rolades or something, um, that's increasing dementia. I, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, in the in the old days when you would eat at Denny's, 
um, they would have Rolades and Tums at the counter where you paid to get out. I think they stopped that because I doubt if that's a good advertisement for the food. <laughs> now, <laughs> inflammation. Uh, your body has some built-in processes. One of them is secreted by the adrenal. It's called cortisol. And cortisol is the most amazing anti-inflammatory. But it, short-term, it's fantastically good for you. Long-term, it can cause damage. So you have this balance between cortisol and thyroid function. Now, the things that raise uh, cortisol, it's low thyroid. Because if the thyroid's down, cortisol's going to be up. Inflammation, stress, tissue damage. Um, oh, I just saw vaccinations, which I can't mention because it's a censored topic. Oh, and by the way, the censored topics even in Canada are getting dangerous. I mean, if you use the wrong pronouns, you can be thrown into jail. So that's, uh, it's, it's getting dicey out there. Now, what helps the thyroid, okay, which is hugely important, um, is literally, think of this, healthy thyroid is um, uh, healthy gut function, low cortisol, healthy food, healthy water, and low stress. And you might say, well, that seems too simple. Human bodies are. Uh, now, if you have long-term cortisol, long-term elevation in this, you're looking at cognitive deficiencies. Okay, this is brain fog, blood sugar imbalances, decreased bone density. Uh, when we talk about bone health, we talk osteoporosis doesn't exist, but blood toxicity does. Now, remember how your system alkalinizes? Respiration, perspiration, urination. Okay, so if you're doing that, you're not going to have the same acidity in the body. Now, our diet is completely toxic. You're looking at omega-3 omega to 6 ratio should be about 1 to 1, 3 to 1 um, in healthy food. Um, corn oil is 60 to 1. And, you know, safflower oil is 77 to 1. So the omega-3 to 6 ratio will lead to inflammatory diets. Here's out of the Journal of Biomedicine and Pharmacotherapy. Quote, Western diets are deficient in omega-3s and have excessive amounts of omega-6. And this does lead to cardiovascular disease, cancer, inflammatory, and autoimmune diseases. Um, free radical exposure. Okay, so what things do you need to avoid? Avoid disruptions in your microflora. So what causes that? Well, processed foods will cause it. Medications will cause the interruption of that. Antibiotics and an injectable medical procedure that starts with a V. <laughs> Those are dangerous. I mean, antibiotics. If, if you're eating standard bread soaked with glyphosates, you're eating an antibiotic. And that destroys the gut flora. That creates an inflammatory process because yeast overwhelm the, um, the intestinal flora and can bore holes in it. So what are the solutions? Number one, if you, want to, if you want to utilize inflammation to heal, we actually cause inflammation with our adjustments so the body knows where to regenerate. Number one, you've got to optimize your gut flora. This means healthy fermented vegetables, probiotic supplements, uh, raw dairy, all fantastic. 
um, get healthy fats such as coconut oil, olive oil, avocado. I mean, if you look at the actual science, one serving of vegetables a day lower your risk of heart heart disease. Um, and we're talking 50% to 80%. And this is as simple as spinach, kale, broccoli, fruits. Why? Because these have antioxidants in there. They literally deactivate the free radicals. They allow your body to heal. It seems too simple, but that's how the system works. Flavonoids found in numerous fruits and vegetables and different types of tea reduce the oxidation of cholesterol in the bloodstream, preventing cholesterol from sticking to the arterial walls. And when you're in a stress state, and this is physical, chemical, or emotional stress, we talk about juicing and blending, which is hugely important because when you're in a stress state, your body produces less stomach acid, so it's hard to break down the nutrients. But if you juice it, that pre-digests it. So you're getting this pre-digest, nutrient-rich. I mean, let's take a carrot, imagine. Okay, if you're going to chew a raw carrot, you've got to masticate the heck out of that thing. You're going to be chewing like a cow. And you might assimilate between 1% and 10% of that. If you steam a carrot, you're going to re- release around 60 to 70% of the nutrients. If you juice it, okay, you're going to release nearly 100% because you're getting those nutrients in the system. And I recommend, particularly when you're looking at juicing, you got heavy fibers on one side, um, soluble fibers on the other. The soluble fibers, the liquid, will clean the arteries. Fantastic. If you juice apples and carrots, and apples uh, contain malic acid, so they clean the kidneys, which is a blood filter, and carrots turn into beta-carotene, clean in the lungs, which is another blood filter. Um, if you mix those two together with some uh, coconut oil, some uh, lots of cacao, a little bit of sea salt, I'm telling you, you freeze those babies, there are delicious apple carrot cookies or macaroons. And <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, you want three or four cookies? Go for it. Here they are, dear. You know, I mean, it's called healthy cookies. Um, but look at the phytochemicals, the phytonutrients. This is why you want to eat for color. And this, the, the red tomatoes, the yellow tomatoes, the purple carrots, I mean, just every different color is a different phytonutrient. And then vitamin D is so important for detoxing, for immune system. Just know that, you know, six months out of the year, if you're north of the equator or south of the equator, you might not be getting enough. So make sure you supplement with vitamin D and K2. They work in harmony. And even when you're looking at essential products, okay, for K2, you're looking at eggs, butter, dairy, fermented foods, certain cheeses like brie and gouda are amazingly full. Uh, For vitamin sources or natural sources of more vitamin K, dark green leafy vegetables, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, broccoli, uh, fermented dairy. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. So... It's, it's odd to think that inflammation is a healing process of the body. And your body is designed to live here. It's designed to break down and build up. And this is how it works. You only got to move the joints that you want to keep. And if you take those antioxidants in your system throughout the day, you're going to be able to 
um, regenerate the body. So if you build faster than you break down, that's called health. And so what do you need to have the health? You need to have proper nerve supply. You need to have regular exercise. This means every day. You need to have proper nutrition. That means if man makes it, you're not eating it. Okay, as fresh from uh, preservatives as possible, as, as organic as possible, as varied as possible. This means no pesticides, genetically modified, just normal healthy food. You've got to have sufficient rest. This means sleeping deep every day. And this is so important when it comes to your tissue production because sleep is when your body regenerates. And prayer and meditation, particularly in the stressful times that we're going in, you might feel out of control. You might feel um, just lost. Okay, and Just remember what Abraham Lincoln said. There are many times that he was driven to his knees because he had no other place to go. So prayer and meditation. Um, know that your physical and spiritual body are harmoniously connected. If you've got a good, healthy body, because it is a gift from God, and you've got a good, healthy spiritual, um, you're going to be able to survive on this planet. No, <laughs> you're going, oh my God, talking about spirit and talking about the body together. Yeah, we used to do that all the time. I mean, think of that. If you know that thought is energy and you pray over your food because your food is going to become you, do you assimilate those nutrients better? If you visualize and positive um, energy, can you heal faster? Absolutely. You're not going to heal fast if you have an, you know, depressive, anxiety, stress. So emotions and thought processes heal. And plus, if you have a relationship to God, you know, the, your creator, whew, the world works way better. There's Dr. John Bergman, your voice of reason. Uh, you don't need to be afraid of monkeypox or cowpox or even the screwed up government. Um, you're designed by God, built by God, living in your environment. Uh, God bless you. There's Dr. John Bergman. Um, see you next week.